Hello and welcome to Design Education Talks, the collaboration between the team here of the New Art School and Design Deducts Podcast. Our guest today is Gonzalo Ranieri. Welcome, Gonzalo. Hi, welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Great to have you here. Fantastic. So tell us about you and your work. Uh, well, that's a long story. Uh, I'm a graphic designer. Uh, studied uh, in the pre-digital era way back in the 80s. So I've been uh, practicing design for the last 30 years, a little bit more. And after, when I was older, I decided to become an architect. So I studied architecture as well. And uh, then I went for a master's degree in uh, bioclimatic architecture and uh, environmental studies. And uh, right now I'm doing a PhD in uh, design. I'm, it's, it's almost done. I just need to uh, defend my thesis and, and that's it. So I hope to be finished up, uh, by February next year. And uh, besides that, I've uh, started teaching uh, design as well around maybe 23, 24 years ago. Uh, in pre-grad, I've done also some uh, teaching in uh, postgraduate studies, but uh, uh, not too much. And at the moment, I'm working at Universidad Finisterrae, which is a university here in Chile. We just became ca- part of a Cumulus Association, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, in order to start doing some uh, research in association with other uh, colleagues around the world. And... Uh, there I teach, uh, I do the final project uh, uh, model. So that means the, the, when they are ready to get out, they have to do this uh, uh, project and I guide them. And I'm also part of the curricular uh, committee and the scientific committee in the, in the uh, faculty. That's very briefly what I do. Yeah, I mean, we can, we can expand this as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's 30 years, so. <laughs> so what is, what is your latest research on? What, what is your PhD on? Wow, that's, uh, I wish, uh, well, that's, that's long. <laughs> no, I started, uh, this story that started about uh, four or five years uh, when I was teaching. One day, I don't know, I, was, I had a new uh, course to give and I, I decided, well, I'm going to ask my students what is design. And for my surprise, each one of them gave me a totally different uh, answer. They, there was not one uh, of them who could uh, give me exactly or more or less the same design. For each one of them, it was different. I said, wait, 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 wait. Here's something wrong. We're not doing something well at the school. We're not teaching them properly. What's going on? Uh, and I got, I got really worried about it. And after that, uh, about a week later, I've got a book, which is called More Than 100 uh, Design Definitions, which is in Spanish, a very small book uh, by uh, Gabriel Paz, uh, Sol Paz, uh, which is a Mexican. Uh, and he had uh, done a recopilation of uh, uh, design definitions from uh, known uh, designers and from institutions, and they were all absolutely different. So I said, well, we're not doing a bad job at the university, which is a good news. But the bad news is that I really don't know what I've been doing for the last 25 years. <laughs> so I decided, I said, oh, well, I have to do some research in this. And the best way to do so was uh, going into a, a PhD program. 
So I chose uh, Palermo University, which is in Buenos Aires, just across the border here. In Chile, we don't have PhD degrees uh, given, so I had to look outside. Uh, the, 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 the good of uh, the program is that I could uh, continue uh, working here and living here. I have a family, which I didn't want to uh, 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 turn off from their uh, studies, from their work. So I had only to go twice a year for a complete month there, which was perfect for me. I could uh, I had all the time to keep on working and uh, be able to do the research at the same time. So uh, I started the program, and uh, after uh, two years, uh, or no, almost it's it's almost four years now. Uh, I'm I'm ready to do to do my my thesis. The thesis is basically. Uh, so it's, it starts from Santiago, Chile. I decided if I'm going to try to find out what is a design, I must do so from my own perspective. So I have to start looking around me, a, a point where a place where to stand and, uh, uh, and view my surroundings and see where I could uh, uh, research. How could what would be my perspective actually? Uh, at the same time, I've, I, I knew about uh, 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 Barela and uh, Maturana, which they are two biologists who developed a theory about autopoiesis. Uh, and autopoiesis is uh, the unique characteristic of human, uh, of, uh, pr- sorry, of uh, living beings, uh, which uh, differentiates them from what is not living. And autopoiesis, very briefly, is uh, the uh, characteristic that uh, living beings uh, reparate and reconstruct themselves. Uh, so they are constructing, we, we are constructing ourselves, we construct our, uh, our cells, we construct our social uh, uh, relations, that's from uh, Luma, not from Maturana, but... Uh, we are, uh, and that's what characterizes us from uh, what's not living. Uh, a, a machine can't uh, build herself, uh, but a human being uh, can build himself and is doing uh, constantly. We, we, our hair grows, our cells uh, multiply, and uh, we, uh, we uh, plants grow as well. So I said, well, this is an interesting point because uh, Luhmann, uh, which is a sociologist, a psychologist, sociologist, uh, uh, took this uh, this idea and uh, uh, extrapolated it into sociology, and he uh, said that uh, human groups, human uh, societies, uh, construct the relations uh, from the inside. They decide what is uh, proper. They decide what is good. They decide, I said, well. Maybe here we have uh, a starting point, and I said, "What happens if I uh, take the sign, which is a predefined uh, uh, kind of predefined uh, discipline, and uh, put this lens on the autopoietic lens and uh, illuminate it?" And uh, my uh, my thesis uh, turns it's. So based on that, on uh, taking an, ex- an uh, internal uh, uh, perspective, but with this autopoietic lenses. Internal, because I'm a designer. I can't uh, uh, neglect that, and I can't uh, 
take the as a sociologist uh, perspective because uh, I'm not a sociologist. I'm a designer. And so every decision, every uh, view I make of uh, design is from uh, design. But uh, for doing that uh, and for uh, complying with what a PhD is, I had to uh, not take into account my uh, own perspective. I had to ask the community. So I started doing some research and I started going into literature. I started, uh, I did some uh, research uh, via interviews where I got a, an incredible uh, response on LinkedIn, which was about two and a half years ago, that step. And uh, uh, I asked uh, the community some uh, very specific questions from a kind of checklist Maturana and Varela had done uh, to see if we were in presence or, or not of uh, an autobiotic ent entity. Uh, so I, I, I said, well, I'm going to do the same checklist, but... Uh, was like obviously I uh, accommodate so that the language could be understood by uh, by uh, designers, mm -hmm. and I asked them uh, certain questions to find out uh, if there's was the if we could find the characteristics an autopoietic uh, system had on design, and uh, based on that, based on the literature, and based on a. Uh, uh, for the other uh, research, uh, I conclude that yeah, design is an autopoietic uh, 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 discipline. You can uh, uh, define that, yes, uh, design is uh, continuously constructing itself via new methodologies, new, new theories, new practices, uh, new relations. It's, it's in a permanent uh, growing, growth. Uh, and... Uh, and uh, some, the, the most important thing is that uh, uh, some uh, definitions came out in relation to uh, uh, design uh, related with uh, autopoiesis. And those are certain components uh, which I'm going to present now, in my, in my, which are present in my thesis. And uh, that's it, that, more or less. <laughs> How, how did you reconcile the fact that scientific methodology is not the same with design methodology? Ah, well, uh, because uh, when I'm doing the PhD, I'm doing a, a scientific research. Yes. I'm not doing a design research. Yes. So in that sense, I, I have, from a design perspective, but a design research at the end as well. So uh, there's no conflict with that between them uh, because uh, I'm not doing a design project. I'm doing a scientific research yeah. a social, yeah. uh, uh, from social sciences, but I'm doing a, a, a research in that area yeah. with the lens of a designer and with the lens of a autopoiesis. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So tell us about how you got into teaching. Uh, way back in the 90s, beginning of the 90s, I lived in Amsterdam. I, before that, I lived in uh, Minneapolis for about a little less than a year. I did an internship there in a, uh, and took some courses in the uh, University of Minnesota. And uh, there, I that was somewhere around the 1990, 91, something like that. Uh, 
that's when I uh, uh, first uh, had contact with internet. Not the World Wide Web, internet. The plain text uh, thing. Uh, my brother was doing a PhD at the moment there. Uh, when I came back here in Chile, we didn't have, there was nothing going on with it. There were some things in universities going on, but not in, in mainstream. And then I went to, uh, to Amsterdam, and in Amsterdam I had, a, again, I lived there for three years, I had again a, a contact with, uh, that's where I bought my first uh, Mac Classic, the uh, small one. It, it had two discs, one for RAM and one for uh, savings, so you had to like change the two discs. Yeah. Uh, then I got an external, uh, so I had two slots, which was great. Uh, and uh, in Amsterdam, I had a further contact with internet. I have saw the first uh, web pages, and when I came back, uh, they have started design uh, web design. Uh, internet has started already in Chile, and we had worldwide web like for six months. And a company uh, asked me if I could uh, do them a web page, uh, a jeans company. Uh, it was a very trendy. Uh, set. Sure, I can do it. Why not? Uh, it's 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 new for everyone. So some someone had to take the 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 job, and uh, so I did the page, uh, the web page. I had to hire a, a, a program, a software programmer, and uh, I sent the the, the 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 page to the uh, design Biennale uh, of that year. And, uh, it, and it went very well with it. And uh, this, uh, there was a university who called a friend of mine to do some teaching on multimedia because they wanted to create these multimedia uh, classes. And uh, Andres, my friend, who's like a brother from him, uh, he said, I can do this only if Gonzalo comes with me because uh, he's, he's the one who's, who's learning it. Uh, so that was like how I, came, I got into, uh, into teaching, uh, just by, uh, by chance. And right place, first, the right moment. Uh, multi, multimedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it was a totally new thing at the time. Uh, so I had to create the... Uh, the, the whole structure of the courses, there were no, so I had to start buying books uh, via mail. So it took about a long time to arrive to Chile, and uh, there was very little information. So a, a lot of it had to be created. Uh, uh, like what you could find was really what you could hear from a voice to uh, on voice to voice on a, and uh, I, I I started creating these courses and for about two or three years until they were totally done and then uh, then I was fired. <laughs> so, how do you find that uh, design education has changed since you started? Since I started as a designer or since I started teaching? As an educator. Uh, well, I think there's a basis which is exactly the same. I think design has a certain uh, uh, aspects that uh, uh, continue some time. There's some kind of uh, frontier which defines us as a discipline, which I think it expands constantly. We're like in a, a 
exploding universe. And uh, this, uh, this uh, uh, limits, these frontiers for design, they uh, are, uh, every day they get a little bit bigger. Design is like a, a fagot, I don't know how to say in English, fagotic uh, a system, which is like fagotating, uh, eating everything that which is around it. It's like we're, we're going into medicine, we're going into uh, economics, we're going into social relations, we're going... It's, I think it's the fastest expanding discipline at the moment. That is a constant, I think, uh, uh, since ever. Mm. Uh, the different, I think, are the more than... Uh, uh, it's, uh, there are two things. One, uh, instruments we use, they're far more uh, uh, capable. Uh, like when I had when I started working doing a, a, a print uh, original it took us a, a week we had to erase and put and, and, and paste and we had these special screws that you could uh, turn out and it was really a, a pain in the neck right now you have a, a you have illustrator you have a, in design you have a, incredible softwares uh, so that's uh, that's something that definitely has changed. Instruments, uh, the the uh, the machines we have, the three D printing, uh, those, all that is our resources we have on on, on our uh, right there. So we can teach our students uh, immediately. There's uh, we have lost this intermediary. This idea of we do a, a sketch and we turn on the sketch and the sketch has to be reinterpreted in order to to do the prototype and. The, I think we can go very fast. So design teaching uh, has to accommodate to that. Unfortunately, not everyone is ready to uh, assume this because we are usually teachers, like me especially, which I'm older, we are not very uh, accustomed and we are settled down and it takes us time to change uh, ideas, to uh, assimilate certain things. and. In that way, uh, it's difficult uh, uh, for academia to incorporate that for many reasons. Uh, you want to be secure with your work. Uh, if something new comes, it's going to move your floor and uh, you're going to start shaking. And uh, this uh, uh, expert uh, position you have, it's not uh, going to be as expert as you expect because this new technology is something you don't know. And especially today, usually new generations, uh, they're uh, digital natives, so they are far more uh, suitable to uh, incorporate them than we as uh, uh, old dinosaurs, as I call myself in one of my videos. Uh, so I think uh, that's something that's, uh, that's taking us time. Uh, uh, but do we really have something new? The, the medium has changed, but the media has like, changed. like to change the medium, but that doesn't change the message. That doesn't change. Well, the message, I think, it has to change as well, because it, 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 I think it actually has changed a little bit. Not a little bit, actually a lot. I don't know if uh, uh, you've probably heard about wicked problems. Uh, before, it's like we had this problem for uh, design was supposed to 
take charge of the cosmetic aspect of uh, a product. Uh, and, it, and that's the original and uh, European conception of uh, design, or European and uh, North American conception of design, which is the one we have imported to uh, uh, South America, especially, mm-hmm. and um, I can talk for, for Chile and, and a little bit of for South America. Uh, but in the recent years, the, the message has also changed because uh, for what I was just talking about, we have expanded. Design has expanded, has constructed itself into all new territories. Yes. So the message had to change and uh, we're not only uh, worried about if the, the thing is going to be green or it's going to be blue. Now we started thinking about, okay, what is the relationship between this object and uh, its environment and uh, the group is who's going to use it and what, how is the uh, manufacturer, the people who puts the clay into the machine, what is happening to them? Uh, so the message has got far more complex. Mm. Uh, the process has gone far more complex as well. Mm. And... Uh, I think we are in a state, uh, and has to do something with what Luhmann uh, stated, that we are we're going into more each time we, we get into uh, 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 narrower and narrower niches of uh, of knowledge, and you can see it in design. You can see the UX, UI, UP, UR, US, to T, UT designers. It's still it's still graphic design, and in a it's way, incredible. Yeah. And in a way, now you have now you need like six letters behind uh, after your, your your name to to say who you are. Before we were just I'm a designer, I'm a visual comedy designer. Wow, you have a specialty. <laughs> of course, of course, of course, of course. So uh, tell us more about the change. So you you were you were you were saying about something and from when you started until now, uh, have you seen anything else about the relationship of of practice of of hands on? Uh, training to to information. Yes, I think design is in a crossroad at the moment. Basically, uh, which other disciplines don't have it? Uh, medicine, for example, doesn't have this crossroad. They know exactly uh, who they are and what they do. Uh, lawyers know exactly who they are and what they do. Uh, engineers know what who they are and what they do. That's due, I think, to the power and the, uh, they have uh, uh, decided to have uh, doctors, uh, uh, pediatricians, for example, they have managed so that society recognizes them as uh, uh, as a critical discipline for uh, the evolution of humankind. Mm -hmm. We want to have a better uh, uh, lifespan. We need doctors. Who can practice medicine? Doctors, nobody else. Uh, If you practice medicine without being a doctor, probably you're gonna end almost all countries in jail. This doesn't happen with uh, design. And design, I think, is one of the most important uh, disciplines at the moment. Anyone can practice design. You don't need a degree to practice design. But that doesn't mean you're practicing design. Why? Because tools have changed and they have become so efficient 
doing a, manipulating a photograph and thinking that when you are changing the colors and balancing the white and doing a lot of things, you are doing design. It's it, everything. Everyone can be a designer now, but that doesn't mean you're doing actually design, and that doesn't mean you're properly doing design. So I'm convinced that designers. It's like. You, designers of the world unite. <laughs> I think we should uh, press on uh, on local uh, levels so that design has to be uh, 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 practiced by uh, designers, not by uh, self-taught designers, because I think there's a huge difference. Uh, Basically, due to the responsibility designers have to take in account of their actions. I think we are in a in a turning point for society, not just for society, for for humankind, for the total uh, uh, planet. We are in a, a critical situation uh, about the environmental uh, disaster we have created, and we as designers are uh, responsible in a huge uh, amount for for that. Uh, uh, I think our actions have taken us to the point of where we are, and this has to do, I think, that, with the idea that anyone can design. Anyone can do proto-design, which is a term I found from an Argentinian, uh, which I can't remember exactly the name of this uh, uh, man uh, at the moment. But it's proto-design is that uh, uh, ability to do something which is similar to design, but it's not design, actually, because there's something missing. And this has to do with the components I, I, I told you I, I had found in my in my uh, in my in my thesis. Uh, there, there are certain things that designers do, and there are certain things that other people do, and they think, I, "Look, I've designed this." No, no, you didn't design that. You've created something. Yes, it's very interesting, but it's not design. It didn't follow a design process. <laughs> Maybe you follow some of the steps of the design process, but you didn't follow the design process. And usually, the piece that is missing in the puzzle between proto-design and design uh, properly uh, um, practice design, the, 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 the piece that is usually missing is research. Yes. Uh, 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 which is also a part which is usually missing by many uh, uh, trained designers, uh, licensed and professional designers of world. They just have the boom and they go for it. Uh, but it usually has to do with, uh, with the the lack of this of uh, research, and with the uh, which which uh, uh, conditions them to not uh, take informed decisions. So mm -hmm. they, uh, they many of the of the decisions they make in the process are intuitive, which is good. But after you've been uh, designing for. Uh, couple of decades you can start being intuitive which is a informed intuition as well it's like your decisions uh, are based on your experience not on uh, on your personal taste for example of course.
course. So if we could, if we could uh, change something magically in design education, if you could change something magically, would, what would you change or keep or do differently? Uh, where I'm working, we are, we are uh, exactly in that crossroad. Mm-hmm. We are starting uh, uh, curricular uh, uh, reform. Uh, we found out that exactly what we're doing, it's, uh, it's starting to have some serious... Uh, uh, we're starting to lack a lot of things. We're, we're missing uh, uh, things. We're not adapting as fast as necessary. So I think what we should start thinking about design, especially for curriculum, that it must be uh, a flexible curriculum. Uh, because uh, if we just decide, okay, we're going to change all the courses we do for first year, for second year, for third year, for fourth year, and then we have a, or as long as you can do it, two and a half, it's five years. Uh, and we, we, I think we have to find a ways in which the design curriculum can be flexible. Uh, Basically, because uh, we don't know what is going to happen in three years more, we we can't assume anything. We didn't know a year ago we're going to be all locked down and we had to uh, go all online uh, teaching and uh, we didn't know our reality was going to collapse totally and we had to reaccommodate our teaching ways. Um, I'm teaching a... the final uh, uh, projects and it's it's been really difficult for me and for students as well uh, to to accommodate to that new reality and I think that uh, design teaching has to incorporate that uh, in order to make uh, a design uh, curriculum flexible in order for students to start creating their own mesh, their own uh, mix of uh, knowledge within uh, a certain frontier, certain limits, which can uh, uh, define you as a designer as well, but with the flexibility to uh, accommodate into uh, diverse realities, and I think that is something we are uh, uh, we're, we haven't still uh, incorporated into design teaching. I think we are still very much into into the certain. Uh, uh, we, we still uh, teach uh, history. His design history is, is, is teach uh, the same everywhere. Uh, and I think we have to start looking at new realities at, and maybe not new realities actually at the old realities uh, start seeing what did uh, uh, humankind do where we are where we doing design uh, 300 years ago where we doing design 3000 years ago those are questions we, we accept certain realities in design and we don't question them which is something uh, which is a paradox because design is supposed to create uh, new futures. Of course. But for creating new futures, we have to uh, uh, question the past. 
Mm -hmm. If we don't question the past and we simply accept uh, the history, the uh, techniques, uh, the realities we are uh, confronted with, or the ones we have uh, we have seen in the past, we won't be able to change anything. If we say, "Okay, that's the history. That's where design was start, uh, invented. That's where uh, this is how you do uh, design." Uh, this kind of object, for example, chairs are designed this way and you have to follow these steps to uh, design a chair. If we don't question that, we don't question the history, if we don't question our own discipline, we won't be able to make it grow. Absolutely. Uh, we're going we to establish certain values and certain principles which need to the framework. And a lot of those designers that you say, the proto-designers, do not have a reference or a framework or, or principle. No. That's, that's the whole point. No. But uh, as well, yeah. in, in many design education establishments, they're not teaching design uh, principles or values. So there's no, no. framework, there's no reference. We, we can change things, but we need the reference point. Yes. We need, we need totally a, an ethical framework, primarily. It's basically ethic. I think design, in the core of design, there's an ethic, and, and that has to do that. Uh, it has to do with this idea, which is a, 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 a this human-centered design idea, uh, but it's uh, it's far more deep, I think, and it has to do ec uh, with ethics and with moral. Uh, moral in the sense not of a religious uh, preconception, but with uh, with humankind and uh, don't do. Uh, to others what you don't want uh, others to do to you. Don't do to the environment what you don't want the environment to do you back. Because if we harm the environment, the environment is going to react and we are going to suffer consequences and also all other species. Uh, and uh, it has to do with moral. It has to do with that. It has to do with uh, uh, this idea which I was talking a little bit before about uh, moral has to do with knowledge, I think. There's, uh, uh, you can't uh, accept, you can't respect what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this has to do with uh, social uh, agreements. Uh, we have to do certain agreements. We have, uh, if you look back in history, uh, you go into any religion, uh, way back into the ones we call myths, because myths are like second-class religions. Uh, that's uh, from uh, Joseph Campos. I don't know if you heard from him. He's got a marvelous book, which is Myth and Religions. Uh, there, uh, there are certain agreements, certain social agreements, uh, which have been established, and those uh, agreements they uh, they put this frame you're talking about. They say uh, we're not going to go beyond this line. We're not going to, for example, for designers, one 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 agreement should be we are not going to uh, harm. Uh, our environments. We are not going to produce something that harms other uh, uh, a social group. Why should we produce things which in other countries uh, uh, produce harm? 
as designers, we have decided to simply, this is not my problem. That's a political problem of that country. If they permit it, it's okay for me. Uh, those agreements, we haven't done them uh, in the past. I think we are starting to understand now, and you can, you can see it, like uh, sustainability is uh, the uh, most important question designers and uh, uh, design teaching is, uh, is trying to incorporate. You could see it in the beginning. In the beginning, you could see that there was a, a course that was inside your, uh, your, your schema, and it appeared a small unit in that course, which was called sustainability. Then a course appeared, and then there was a line for sustainability, and now it's a must-have in the whole career. Sure. It's like the starts appropriating. Well, I think that must happen with... Uh, uh, I think, I think sustainability is the most important thing we have to do now with environment and with also with social. I think that's, that's the, the, the wicked problem design is in front of, confronted right now at, at this moment. I think uh, that is the most, because it's the most critical thing we are confronting now. We don't, we're, if, if it's uh, fashionable, if it's in or if it's out, those, I don't think there are really problems. Mm-hmm. And I don't think also they are design uh, uh, they don't matter to design. They shouldn't matter to design. Those are marketing strategies. If it's fashionable or not fashionable, marketing is the one which is from the commercial department and uh, they are the ones who are uh, in charge of uh, convincing people that green is the new color for the year and that, that that's not design actually i think design is uh, design is going to take that in account obviously it's going to say okay i'm doing this and this has to be accepted by the user so they like this year that they, they have been convinced that they want the green probably i should do a green otherwise i'm going to go bankrupt and uh, uh but i think Right now, it's sustainability in all its uh, uh, broad uh, meaning. Brilliant, brilliant. How can our viewers and listeners best find you? Uh, I'm, uh, I have a, a website, which is uh, bigbandthinking.com. And you can also follow me in uh, almost every uh, social platform as Big Bang Thinking also. And in YouTube, I've started creating some videos, which I have to uh, manage to make them a little bit clearer. I still have some problems with sound, but we're, we're working on it. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, YouTube is Big Bang Thinking as well. So uh, just put Big Bang Thinking anywhere and uh, I should appear. <laughs> Any last piece of advice you'd like to leave us with? Have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Have fun and be a, be a, be a good person as well. Uh, I think that's more important than having fun. I think being a, sometimes you're going to have to leave your fun, your, your, your pleasure on side just to be a good person. But if you can make it fun as well, it's better. That's... <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for your for your time and this fantastic conversation. Lefteris, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you.